Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The 32nd Annual Hillside Festival takes place July 24th, 25th, and 26th at Guelph Lake, rain or shine, featuring performances by... Astral Swans, Bad Bad Not Good, Badminton Racket, Baskery, Battle of Santiago, Braids, The Brothers Landreth, Bulgarian Voices Trio, By Divine Right, Tim Chasen, Nels Klein Singers, Constantines, Nick Crane, Alex Cuba, Daka Braca, Del Bell, Doldrums, Echo Deck, Darren Edens, Eloquent, Etiquette, Everlove and Jug Band, Nick Ferrio, Jeremy Fisher, Crazy Four, David Francie, Michael Franti and Spearhead, Galacticats, The Good Lovelies, Great Lake Swimmers, Ash Grunwald, Lana Gurr and the Greatest State. Hungai, The Henrys, Suzanne Jarvie, Mo Kenny, The Cramdens, Daniel Lanois, Last X, Lee Reed, Lids, Look Vibrant, Le Luc, Minotaurs, Moonface, The Once, Nancy Pants, Doug Paisley, Fred Penner, Perch Creek, Poor Man's Whiskey, Natalie Prass, The Spring Standard, Jamie Stone's Lomax Project, Sultans of String, Tommy Crest, Team, Thus Owl, Tribecastan, Riley Walker, The Weather Station, Jason Wilson and Pee Wee Ellis, and more to be announced. For more information about Purchasing tickets to this accessible event, please visit hillsidefestival.ca. Creative Control with Vish Kana. In celebration of the 200th episode of the show, I mentioned, which was earlier this week, which is like Monday, I mentioned that I was going to do five episodes this week. It was a combination of celebrating 200 episodes, but also uh, helping to get the word out about the Hillside Festival in Guelph, where I live. And I promised five episodes. I promised an episode a day for the rest of the week days. And uh, what's come up now is that there are actually going to be six episodes and, in an unprecedented move, two in one day. Earlier, you probably, hopefully, have heard already the eloquent podcast. Maybe you haven't heard it yet, but maybe you're aware that it exists. Well, now I have another episode for you. A kind of surprise, unexpected interview with Michael Franti, who used to be in Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy and now fronts a band called Spearhead. He is headlining the Friday night at Hillside, and I was offered an opportunity to speak with him, so I did. And that's what you're going to hear, and you'll hear his brand new single, Once a Day, as well. So this is myself, and Michael Franti, interesting chat, interesting guy, and I hope you enjoy it. So 
And also, thanks for keeping up with all six episodes this week. I'll try to slow down next week. If you enjoy the Creative Control podcast and want to support it with a monthly pledge, please visit patreon.com slash creative control. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash creative control with two Ks. You can pledge $1 a month or $4, $8, $30, $50, $100 a month, whatever you want. There are gifts and incentives to pledge. But more than anything, you can keep the show going. There's no other revenue stream for this podcast. I've been doing it for my own fulfillment and to contribute something to the culture. But I think it's time to see if I can generate some kind of salary from all of this work. So, if you appreciate Creative Control, again, please consider pledging a monthly amount. All of the info you need is at patreon.com slash creative control. Thank you. Michael Franti is a musician, filmmaker, and humanitarian currently based in California. Emerging as a founding member of Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy more than 20 years ago, Franti has cultivated a loyal and large following for his nuance and positive solo work fronting his own band, Spearhead. His latest album is 2013's All People, but he and his band have just released a new single and video for the 2015 song, Once a Day. Franti is headlining the main stage on Friday, July 24th at the Hillside Festival in Guelph. And here now for a chat about some of these things is Michael Frantia. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm very well. Where Where are you right now? Uh, I'm in San Francisco, which is uh, where 
my home is and just had a few days off from the tour so i'm just catching up on family stuff and we, we leave again tomorrow and we'll be out pretty much for the rest of the summer oh i see i see now how is san francisco i, I understand the weather in san francisco is never particularly great well um as mark twain so famously said uh the coldest winter he ever spent was the summer he spent in san francisco <laughs> and uh, um uh, i spent one winter in edmonton so i can tell you that it's not nearly as cold as what mark twain remembers it being but you know right now it's it's cloudy and probably like 16 or 17 degrees so it's it's uh it's it's you know murky out here right yeah now. yeah my wife is from edmonton uh and i'm, I'm calling you from ontario so we go to Edmonton uh, quite a bit, and often at Christmas. Why would you have spent an entire winter in Edmonton? Well, um, it wasn't exactly by choice. I was 15, and my mom was a um, a teacher, and she did a teacher exchange with a teacher who lived in Edmonton. So we actually went there and lived in in this in that teacher's house, and it was my first time ever going outside of the States as a kid and it really changed my life. I, I remember just dreading it just because, you know, when you're in grade eight, nine, it's like you have your core of friends and I was, I was playing basketball at school and I was very serious about it and um, it was just a really hard time for me to oh, I see. uproot myself, but um, it ended up changing my whole life because I got to see America from the outside. I got to experience um, you know, a different culture in Canada and see a different way of doing things. And um, it, it, was a, it was a really great experience that I still uh, look to today as a real touch point. Yeah, it's a nice city. Have you had a chance to play the Edmonton Folk Festival? Yeah, yeah, we played the Edmonton Folk Festival quite a few times. And I have uh, friends who still come out and see me from when I was in grade nine there. So. Oh, nice. That's great. That's fantastic. That's yeah. really well. That's Now, now uh, it occurred to me in prepping for this interview that the very first band I ever saw live on purpose was Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy when I was 15 years old. So, oh, wow. awesome. <laughs> so having seen now a million bands, I'm a music writer, I'm a music fan, I've seen a million bands, but speaking with you now, it occurred to me today, it has a certain significance for me personally. And... And oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so the context was you were opening for U two, uh huh. And and oh, cool. uh, yeah, I, it was the it was the Zoo TV tour in nineteen ninety three, as I recall. Do you do you have fond yeah. memories of that time? Oh yeah, very much. Um, what city did you see us in? It was in Toronto at Exhibition Stadium. Okay, yeah, I remember that very well. Um, uh, when we first got the call from them to open, we we had a song out. That was television the drug of the nation and they really loved the video and so they were using the video to start the zoo tv um show right you know? and uh they broadcast the, you know so they'd show the video and they invited us to come out on tour based on that um loving that video so much and um you know, I remember the first couple of weeks I was out on tour, I, I knew their music, but I didn't really know, um, you know, the guys in the band. I wasn't so, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a super huge fan. Sure. And so after the first week, Bono comes up to me and he's like, Michael. And I was like, yeah, he goes, can I have a quiet word with you? And I was like, sure. He goes, I go, what's up? He goes, oh, you know, there's just this one thing. And I'm thinking, man, we're going to get kicked off the tour or something. You know? And he goes, 
oh, there's just this one thing, you know, um, my guitar player, his name is The Edge, not Ed. <laughs> the first week I had been going, yo, Ed, I like that hat. Yo, Ed, nice solo on that song. Yo, Ed, I'm digging that guitar. And I guess it was enough that The Edge had to, to go to Bono and say, look, man, I like the band, but you've got to get this guy to call me by my real name. <laughs> I like that Edge didn't feel comfortable approaching you himself. He had to get Bono. <laughs> yeah. To talk to you about this issue that's so hilarious wow and so you so that's interesting it was just an organic the fact that you opened that tour sometimes we get cynical when a giant band asks a, a smaller band to open for them they might be hunting for credibility you weren't suspicious you know i guess i didn't even read into it that much um you uh, two had just gone from being you know, kind of a, a cult band really into being his household name when they had the Joshua Tree album. And, mm -hmm. and then Rattle and Hum came out and it didn't do so awesome. And then with with that record, they were really just trying to like redefine what they do and make this really massive artistic statement in itself. So I, I, I felt like their show was, that, that show was, such a groundbreaking show in so many ways that um, that thought never really even occurred to me. And to be out on the road hearing them sing like one for the you know for the first time and ever you yeah, know, and yeah. On, on the tour it was like you know that song is now like in the top anthems of all time. You know, like I put it up there with Imagine by John Lennon and you know One Love by Bob Marley and other right. songs like that. Well, it's you not know, so it's, to be there. It was really amazing time. It's not hip to say it now, but yeah, that spectacle as a 15-year-old like it's in my DNA and seeing you guys and I mean the other band on the bill was Primus. Yeah. Which is it was quite an eclectic opening bill. I mean, I in yeah. retrospect, you know, hats off to them being this giant band yeah. and having these edgier opening artists was kind of kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how would you compare your artistic being and outlook at that point to your work today you you wrote this song television about being it being the drug of a nation and mm -hmm. and i think over your trajectory things have gotten a little more positive on some level but there's an inherent i think protest to what you're saying can you kind of look at yourself 20 odd years ago and see the through line to where you are now yeah you know i think the main difference from when i was you know, 20 years ago to today, is that I believe in, first of all, as an artist, trying to express the full rainbow of human emotion in my music. So when I was younger, it was just like laughter and anger, and there was nothing really much in between there. And um, I see today that, um, you know, the politics that I was talking about then, they, they take place in, in our lives and such different ways, you know. Um, there's the big letter P politics that are, you know, who's elected and what laws they're passing. And then there's the small letter politics of, of human beings interacting with each other and getting to know yourself more and finding ways that you can give back to the, to the, to the greater good and how you can be the best person you can be um, and from every angle, you know, your, your health, your, your family, your, um, what you do to, to connect with the planet. And, 
And so there's just so much more that I'm interested in writing about and connecting with people on. And um, at that time, I uh, was really just, you know, wanting to pump my fist in the air and get. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, whatever crowd I was there to, to do that. And mm-hmm. now I really feel like there's just so much more as I've been a, a father and um, doing the kind of work that I do. It's like the, 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 the most important thing for me each day is to still be able to get up and, and, and do it with the same enthusiasm that I had the day before. And it's hard. And we all get worn down by the world that we're living in. And, and I think that music is one of those ways that keeps us on track and keeps us inspired and and concerts do that. They, we, we come together with other people who who feel the same way and share the same beliefs that we have, and we we rock out. and And uh, I think that's a really important part of of music. Do you feel that cynicism is a, a healthy part of being an optimist? Um, well, I think that being able to express all your emotions is is a, a healthy part of being. A happy person so yeah. to being able to, to to move through your sadness or your anger or your disgust or um you know your your doubts um and and then let go of them so that you can be a more happy and positive person but i also believe that positivity has to be the center focus you know if you have to keep your eyes on the prize of that that joy and that place of living at, or else you get trapped into a place where you're, you're down all the time and you're you're cynical, you're pessimistic, you're sarcastic and Mm -hmm. you never take anything in its fullness. Now you just met, speaking of fullness, you just met the Dalai Lama, which was quite, we saw the photo on your, on your Facebook feed there. What, what did that moment mean for you? Well, um, I, I did a show in his honor, I guess it was for his birthday, his 80th birthday celebration. And so I played a couple songs in this big arena and, um, you know, and the Dalai Lama got up and started clapping and dancing and singing. He really liked my music. So the next day he invited me to come to a, a, a luncheon and play at the luncheon that I was at. And so when I was there, I told the story that I, I didn't come to know the Dalai Lama through through the news or through a uh, seminar or through studying Buddhism, I came to know him through a, a clash record. 
Oh. And uh, there was a lyric in, the, in this Clash song that says, if, uh, if, if you ask the Dalai Lama in the hills of Tibet, how many monks did the Chinese get? And it was a reference to, you know, the slaughter of you know, hundreds of thousands of monks and um, by the Chinese government. And um, so when I was in high school, I went to the encyclopedia because I, I was in high school before Google. Right. And, uh, and I looked it up who the Dalai Lama was, and that's how I found it. And so I told this story of how I, I did, and then I played this song, and, and afterwards um, the Dalai Lama said to me, you know, when I first saw you, I saw your tattoos and your dreadlocks, and I thought, this guy's really hard, you know? And then I heard your music, and people were up and dancing and celebrating, and you made everybody feel really happy, and you made me feel really happy. And um, he goes, I think that excitement in music is really great, but doesn't last for very long. But what's important are your words, and I listen to your words and your lyrics, and he said to the room, I want to encourage everybody to listen to your, to your, to your words. And I was like blown away. You know? <laughs> and then I said, uh, uh, I said, Dalai Lama, when I first saw you, I saw your robe. And I said, I got to get one of those. I like your style. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed really loud. And then, um, and then he said, uh, but Michael, to wear this robe, you have to become a monk. You become a monk. The first thing you got to do is shave off your dress, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to take a vow of celibacy. <laughs> oh man! And and he said, "I'm a he said I'm a very restricted monk." <laughs> but he said, "You, Michael, you uh, you have a very good heart, so I'm going to make you an unrestricted monk." Oh wow! So, <laughs> so I told Sarah, my my fiance, she was very relieved I didn't have to take a vow of celibacy, <laughs> and I said, I said. Um, that's my new Wu Tang Clan <laughs> stage name. It's Unrestricted Monk. Is a is a old dirty bastard, Method Man, and Unrestricted Monk. <laughs> That'd be that would be great. I'd like to see you on stage with Wu Tang Clan. I know we don't have a lot of time uh, here. I'm enjoying the conversation, but um, so I'm sorry to skip ahead because there's so much I want to okay. ask you just about that amazing story. But can you briefly tell uh, us what inspired the the song Once a Day? I feel like we've touched upon yeah. a lot of the themes within it uh, during this conversation, but can you shed some light on that? Sure. Well, Once a Day was inspired by uh, last year, my son, he, he's 16, he was diagnosed with kidney disease, and by the time we found out, he had already lost 50% of his ki kidney function, and um, we thought that it was going to be something that would really tear our family apart because it broke our hearts. Yeah. And, um, but what ended up happening was as we... Um, bonded together to fight the disease, it, it ended up that there were more hugs, there were more kisses, there were more I love you, there was more taking the time to really connect and, and actually brought our family closer together. Um, and right now is a, is a challenging time for the planet and for um, a lot, for every one of us on this planet. And um, it's a song that just reminds us that when things get tough, we if we go to the people that we love and connect with them that that's what's going to help us to rise up out of whatever challenge that we face every day and there's just a gentle reminder in the song to hug somebody every day to to kiss somebody once a day to remember somebody you miss once a day and to and to love the people you cherish every day 
Yeah, I'm a father myself. I have a boy who's going to be four years old next week, and I have a, a young daughter. She's going to be eight months old very soon, and, and it's true. When I when I start to, I'm very sensitive to how terrible things are. But I honestly, I mean, hanging out with those two, you kind of they give you hope, and um, yeah. I can see where that uh, would have inspired you to write a song like this uh, from your own perspective and your own family. Um, what's next for you? This is a single. Uh, this is a song. Yeah. What's coming up next for Michael Franti and Spearhead? Well, we're we're finishing a new album right now. Uh, as we're on tour, we're we're working on it, and then in October we'll really go into the studio full time and and finish it up. So it'll be out in the new year, and we'll probably have another single that comes out before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the new album will be out. I've also just been putting the finishing touches on a new documentary film that's about um, kind of the stuff that we've been talking about of finding inspiration. Um, in life and you know I, I actually start the film going back to my early days with my first band the beatniks and disposable heroes and how i was really set in this belief that you know through political music you could change the world and over time of making that music over the last you know 25 years i haven't seen a whole lot of change in regard to all the things mm. that i was talking about yeah. Or there has been change, but it's kind of slow and it's difficult to see. And sometimes they get frustrated and run down and feel like, well, why, why am I doing this? Maybe there's something better I could be doing. Um, and then uh, in the film, I, I introduce three people who have really changed my life. And none of them are musicians. They're just everyday people who have done incredible things to make a difference in the planet. And they really restored my faith as I've gone along. So it's, it's a very inspiring movie about um, uh, all of us wanting to be difference makers in the world and finding the energy to, to do it every day. Nice. And does the, does the film currently have a title? Um, it doesn't have it. We have a working title of 1159, but we're probably going to change that title. So. 1159? Yeah. Okay. Like the time? Yeah, like the time. Okay, that's interesting. Well, but it might change. Okay, well, that's great. Well, once yeah. again, Michael Franti and Spirit have just released a new single called "Once a Day," and they're headlining the, the Hillside Festival in Guelph on Friday, July twenty fourth. Uh, Michael, I, I should tell you that our artistic director at the Hillside, Sam Basil, massive fan, has been wanting you to play this festival forever. So uh, nice. we're all very thrilled that you're finally able to come and do this. I'm stoked. I looked on the website and I saw just some photographs from it. I'm really, you know, looking forward to it, and and uh, I'm going to spend the rest of the week up in uh, uh, Canada, just hanging out, and then we play uh, Wanderlust on the on the West Coast in Vancouver. Okay, cool. Weekend. So I get a week in Canada. <laughs> Good for you. For more information, please uh, visit michaelfranti.com or hillsidefestival.ca. Michael, normally at this point, I would ask my guest to just select a song uh, to to go out on. I presume. We probably should go out on Once a Day. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, let's rock it. All right. This is Once a Day by Michael Franti and Spearhead. Uh, Michael, great pleasure to speak with you. I, I, I hope we speak again sometime. Thank you. Hope to see you at the show.
wanna show you it ain't up to you. You always think it's gonna happen to another person, and it's never ever gonna happen to you. You got your friends, you got your money, got your family, got your honey. You think you got a million days, but then life comes along and it knocks you right down to the ground, and that's why I say that everybody ought to hug somebody at least once a day. This ain't rehearsal, you can't put it in reverse. So just believe in yourself. Don't let nobody be a negative to tell you what to do. Cause I know in this sweet, sweet life that just this much is true. Thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. 
And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.